You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Geek Card Check-In. My name is Chris. And I'm Kate. And this week, we're going to check in with our geek recommendations or things that we have been experiencing over the last couple of weeks that are of note that we want to share with you, our listeners. And uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. What are some of the things that you're consuming? Television, comic books, video games, uh, whatever it might be in the world of geek. We want to hear about it because sometimes we miss stuff and it's like been months and then it would be great to know what we've missed and what we can catch up on because we probably love a lot of the same stuff mm-hmm. that you do if you're listening to the show. So let's check in with Kate. Kate, what are some of your picks for this week? Well, this week, Chris, everything relates directly or indirectly to television, continuing my theme from our last check-in. Nice. Um, The first item is um, the Indirectly, which is um, Serial Box. It's an audio subscription site, if you haven't heard of it. And it's Serial with an S, not like you eat, though they are making that Uh, play on words. Ah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I would not have, but I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. So they have announced and it is now available an official audio continuation of the TV series Orphan Black. Hmm. That's that's fascinating. I I've watched, I think maybe like a season and a half of Orphan Black, I believe. And isn't isn't there like three seasons? Is that how many there were? Or was there four? I think there's five. Really? There's that many? Oh man, yeah. I'm way behind then. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. I need to catch up. Clearly, you do. And <laughs> by the end, I mean, what can I say? Tatiana Maslany is absolutely amazing, and she's even back to narrate this official audio presentation. Very cool. Um, of the next. So it's uh, there's 11 episodes and they are done very much like TV show style. Uh, it's a 999 set for those of you who want to know how to buy it. Um, but it's got some great writers, including Malka Older, who I know from the book world as the author of Infomocracy, which is one of those mind-blowing, would have never thought of this kind of science fiction type hmm. books. So when I saw that, I went, ooh, I was already interested with Orphan Black, but if Malka Older is a writer... I'm in, so we'll see what I can do to make that happen. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So if you wanted to know what happened after the TV show ends, I'm not going to make any comments about the ending since Tyler, or Tyler, I'm sorry, Chris. Chris no, has not okay. gotten it's, there yet. Tyler's not here, and I understand normally Tyler's the one it's who has a lot of catching up to do. It's true. Uh, so I, I understand why you would make that, uh, that, that, that slip of the tongue. It's all good. No worries. I, I don't take... It's all it's all about Tyler's. Never mind. It's okay. It's Thank you good. for understanding. Yes. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, so the audio production uh, takes place eight years after the end of the TV show. So you get to find wow. out what the core characters that are left by that point in time, what has happened to them, where they're going. Um, and uh, if you want to read a spoiler light review, Tor.com has one talking about uh, what the new audio production covers. Fascinating. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Very rarely do you get what you really want after a show ends. 
either really well or kind of poorly or, you know, like I know Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a good example of this, Mm -hmm. right? Where they did all of their seasons and then they continued it in a comic book form, which is always fun and fascinating and interesting for, you know, the show needs to end at some point, but Mm -hmm. the story, you know, you know, could continue to go on and move on in, in a different format, which is which is always cool. That's yeah, really neat. Firefly did the same. It still has a yes. comic book series, though I don't know that it's doing as well as the the Buffy series in alternate yeah. format. I don't know. I don't. I never really checked in with that. Maybe I should, but yeah. I basically yeah. know about it because I buy them for the library I work for. So ah, you know, okay, cool, cool, book world thing. So. The next thing on my list, um, I'm kind of surprised that Chris isn't the one bringing it to us this week because Chris mm-hmm. is an Apple guy. If Yes. I mean, we've established that, I think, pretty comfortably on the show previously. Yep, I, I, I am. And I think I know what you're about to say. So I, I am excited to talk about it. Alrighty. So in the last week, we got the announcement uh, for Apple TV Plus that it will be yep. launching on November 1st. And uh, we also um, got pricing. It's going to be $4.99 a month unless you buy a new Apple product, which means yep. you can get a year free, which I think that's your plan, Chris, correct? Oh, I have already purchased and pre-ordered my iPhone 11 Pro. I am picking it up on the 20th of September. So yes, nice. I will be getting that. And of course, you know, I'm buying a couple of iPads for my kids. And mm-hmm. listen, I'm going to be my, I buy Apple devices all the time. So as soon as they made the announcement, five bucks, I was like, oh, that's great. And then they said, and if you're buying a phone, you get it for a year for free. It's kind of like a checkmate move yeah, for Apple there. Totally. And perhaps a checkmate also with Disney, because Disney launches its new service on November 12th. And so I can't imagine it's an accident that they're like, hey, we'll just get in right before you with a cheaper price and a cooler deal. Because, yeah, yeah. well, and, and, you know, those two those two services are very different. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, the Disney Plus um, is a little bit like Netflix in that they already have a huge library and there's a lot of, you know, track record there. Of course they're Disney. They've got a lot of proven well-known IPs that they can throw in there. And, and anything the they didn't gonna... have, they bought, you know, like right, Star exactly. Wars yeah. and Marvel and yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. The whole suite is coming along. Whereas Apple, you know, one of the reasons why they're giving it away is, is that it still has to prove itself, right? Yes. We've not seen a single show so we're not sure the quality. We're not sure how great it's going to be. But just from the trailers, the the Jennifer Aniston, um, Steve Carell, um, and um, uh, who, who's the other gal in it? Um, uh, oh, come on. Anyway, that, that 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 new morning news show, a talk oh, show. I uh, scrolled right over that. I'm like. Bah, I don't care about that, them. I mean, that looks good. The Jason Momoa C looks incredibly epic. That definitely is up our alley. We'll have to do a review of that. Yeah, so I started getting plugged in whenever I saw For All Mankind, which is uh, the new Ronald Moore yeah, show, which is essentially yes. what would have happened if the global space race had never ended and it remained like the cultural centerpiece like that totally up our alley the new um foundation series um based on the isaac asimov um series of books like that totally down for that totally yeah and if you want something in a totally different direction but still space related 
they even won the rights to the Peanuts franchise, and they're going to have Snoopy in space. So, Snoopy in space, something for the kids, probably, maybe. I guess it, that's interesting. I mean, it's Peanuts, so it would have to be right. Um, Family friendly, at the very least. Right. Apparently, the Peanuts gang are going to take control of the International Space Station. So, you know, hilarity ensues. Adorable. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another thing of note about these shows is that at launch, uh, most of the series that are already ready to go are supposed to debut on the service with the first three episodes immediately, and then new episodes will roll out uh, on a weekly basis. I um, did not know that. That's that's great. And there will be a few shows, though they don't say which ones, that will have full seasons straight up. So there's going to be a combination there available fascinating i mean disney plus is doing the weekly rollout thing the non-binge model mm-hmm. and this sounds like a nice kind of in between again like apple plus has to prove not apple plus what is it called apple apple tv, TV plus yeah yeah apple tv plus there you go they have to prove that they're worth buying they have to it's worth getting and buying into so it will be interesting to see given the launch selection of shows what resonates with people, what people get excited about and say, ah, yeah, that is worth my $5 a month. And I hope it's there. I really do. There are some interesting prospects there. So we'll see. Yeah, there's less control here. So Apple has been known for making these innovations in various mediums. But when it comes to creating content like TV, there's far less product control than there is over, hey, we're doing this thing called an iPhone or an iPad or whatever. And so there's more risk involved, certainly there. Uh, so we shall see what comes to that. I've read, I want to say it was on The Verge. They had an article that was suggesting that they are positioning themselves as more HBO than Netflix yeah. in the kind of content that they're putting out. Quality over quantity. I think I read that exact same. Yeah. That same, same. Yeah. And and it makes sense, too. I mean, look, the shows, the, all the trailers I've seen for these shows that Apple is doing, they really do look great. Mm-hmm. Um but we haven't seen them yet, so they may look great and be terrible. So we'll have to see uh, on November 1st if if they actually live up to the hype. We'll see. Given the content that's coming out here, what's coming out on Disney, um, on last week's check-in, I talked about shows that were ending and new things that were starting. There is so much new television. Yes. yes. Even dividing and conquering. I don't know if the three of us are going to be able to keep up. So we're really going to rely on our listeners to go, hey, you need to check this out or that Abs- out. Absolutely. You have to tell us what's worth our time. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do the same. And collectively, we'll be able to point each other in the correct destinations. So we'll Absolutely. See. Um, then I just have two smaller bits of, of updates uh, for the Wheel of Time show on Amazon Prime. There's just a note that they have begun filming in Prague. So that is mm. off the ground. The Wheel of Time Instagram has... Um, a picture of of the principal uh, cast hanging out together so they're really beginning to ramp up some of that to get the word out so nice fingers crossed it doesn't suck yeah no absolutely that's exciting i can't and again more more tv to watch so yeah here we go thankfully that's though like in the future a bit so we'll see yes yeah, 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 totally, um, totally. And then from BBC America, the uh, t- the Terry Pratchett show, The Watch, um, 
It is set to begin production in South Africa at the end of this month and is expected to debut sometime in 2020. They are continuing to make uh, casting announcements. More Game of Thrones actors. We have a Doctor Who actor. We have one from The City in the City, which I've watched, but I don't think you and Tyler have watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's quite the, the run of, of names attached to, you know, well-known properties. We'll see what actually comes. But Richard Dormer has been announced uh, for the lead role. And for those of you who are Pratchett fans, my understanding of this is that this is not going to be an adaptation of any single work, but they're going to take the collective, you know, appearance of the watch and the the novels related to that and then craft a story out of what we've seen from the books. So how... Kind of like a Castle Rock situation from Hulu. Have you seen that? It's like a amalgamation of all Stephen King stuff. Have you uh, seen this? I have you not. Know what I'm talking? But no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. surrounded by too many Stephen King people in my life not to be aware. <laughs> well, I just got I just got out of a screening of It Chapter Two, so Stephen King's very much on my mind right now. So I have been friends with Tyler out. for a long time, so I'm not allowed to miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, love it. Yep. So, um, so anyway, those were my picks for this week. What do you have for us, Chris? Hey, so uh, I've got one thing that's like a like a newsworthy topical like happening right now, and then I've got two recommendations. Okay. Um, so the the one that is happening right now, or at least this week, is if you have a Nintendo Switch and uh, you are a fan of Super Nintendo games, mm. which is the system that I grew up playing. I mean, that is I can remember sitting in the back seat of my parents. Um, uh, like uh, I don't know, like our, our car, mm-hmm. um, and like had having just purchased the Super Nintendo uh. and staring at the box on the back seat of our 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 car. It was just I was just so excited to play it. I could not wait to plug that sucker in and play these games. And so very quickly, and it still I think is my favorite video game of all time, Super Mario World. I mm. love Super Mario World. But the Nintendo Switch, if you subscribe to the online service, this week they just have given us access to play 20 Super Nintendo games um, for free. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say for free, but it's included in your online subscription. So for $20 a year, um, you get access to being able to play video games online and all the infrastructure and friending and all that kind of stuff. But in addition to all that, now we've got a library of Nintendo games, and then this week, Super Nintendo games. I never play. Are you? Did you? Are you a gamer at all? Did you ever do Super Nintendo? Or are you? Donkey Kong Country was the only Super Nintendo <clears throat> game ah. we had, so I played a lot of that for a while. Yes, yeah, they have not added that yet, but they're going to be adding every you know a pretty steady pace to this mm-hmm. initial twenty launch games that they uh, they made available. But I had never played Super Metroid. Oh, um, me neither. And yeah, <clears throat> it's one of those games I've always wanted to kind of get into, but I never did as a kid. I never picked it up. And you thought you'd um, lost that possibility in childhood when your childhood right. was over. That's right. Exactly. Well, no, I look, I play video games all the time. But, oh, I meant um, Super Nintendo, so, but sure. Yes. That's right. Exactly. But, you know, like 
I went on a trip this past week. Uh, I was at a, a business conference um, and I had to fly, right? And so on the plane, I just played Super Metroid for hours mm. and hours. Um, and so anyway, I love it. So just a PSA for all those of you who may or may not know if you're on the fence of owning a Switch and you're a Super Nintendo fan, this is certainly a value add. Uh, and I think you could almost buy a Switch, and if you were only like a fan of Super Nintendo, this would almost make it worth it. Because you've got Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, uh, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Super Ooh. Metroid, Star Fox, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Land 3. Like, like all this is just the beginning list, and they're going to continue to add. Anyway, it is really fun. I've had already had hours of enjoyment out of this. And again... It didn't cost any extra $20 a year. You're already paying and you just get access to these free games that they upload that you can now put on your switch and play anywhere. That is really great. Um, so just to let you know, I'm having a blast with that. I love going back and playing. Um, and so if you have a switch, highly recommend. You've almost highly. talked me into one. So our super Nintendo, when we were kids, my brother gave it away to a friend of his. I'm not still what? bitter about that. Did not consult or anything. It was just gone one day and he'd done oh that. He'd, I don't even remember what he'd traded it for, but we were not happy with him. And so, you know, no real bitterness left, but you're, what you're telling me is there's another way to relive. <laughs> and yes, you can relive it. And of course, you know, I think switch has some of the greatest, if you, if you're not playing a lot of online, like games, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, first-person shooters or all that kind of stuff. I think the Switch is the best video game console right now, mm. especially if you're just a single player. Um, you know, Zelda is great. The new Marios are great. They're really doing a wonderful job of keeping it, you know, if so many games now you purchase and then there are loot boxes or DLC or added content that you have to, you know, it's always asking you to buy and it just becomes ridiculous. Nintendo, I feel like, is the last bastion of you buy a game for $60 Mm -hmm. and you actually have the full game. They're not holding anything back and you can spend hours and lose yourself in a perfectly crafted, amazing, well-told, well-made game. Um, And if that's what you're up for, um, I can't recommend it higher. So anyway, the Switch as a whole, but also this new online um, availability with the new uh, Super Nintendo library is, it, it really knocks it out of the park. It's really great. That's pretty it's awesome. And that seems to fit with Nintendo's history. I don't know a lot about it, but I listened to a podcast, as I do, about sure. the history of Nintendo one time. And they never were trying to be, you know, the the cutting edge of making you always have to spend no. more money to be able to enjoy their product. And that's, I think, part of why they've been so popular and significant for many gamers over the years is they, they're there for the gamer, not so much the wallet, though. You can yes. argue that, but yeah. Well, and they do weird, weird stuff. They, they they experiment. Like, they just came out with a, which is effectively a Pilates ring. You know what, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about, this Pilates ring? But you can, like, attach the the controllers onto it, and you can do these weird exercises. And it's oh, just right. really weird. Yeah. But that's what Nintendo does, these weird things. They experiment. Uh, they, but they do, they, 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 they do an amazing job, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Cool. All right, so that's my topical one, right? Now I've got two recommendations. Mm-hmm. You may already know these, but if you don't, I would recommend them. So um, we get together with a group of friends, different groups of friends, quite frequently and we always play board games Mm -hmm. i am a huge fan of board games 
and one that just, I don't know, maybe about six months ago I was introduced to, I'd heard of, but I'd never actually played, is a game called Secret Hitler. Have you heard about Secret Hitler? No. Okay. It is, it is incredible. Uh, if you're a fan of like, um, like Werewolf or Mafia, um, like those kind of games where there are secret roles and you're not sure who is who mm-hmm. and you know you know I mean you have to figure it out for yourself and then survive the whatever basically here you're you're kind of trying to deduce who among your friends are fascists and who is Hitler <laughs> and there are uh, there there are two kinds of laws that you can pass fascist laws and liberal laws liberal policies and fascist policies oh wow and, and so you know, you get a, a deck of cards and you have to, you know, through this very interesting, wonderful, like, game setup, uh, Will Wheaton uh, is, uh, like, the voiceover for the app. And so you hit play and Will Wheaton comes over, who is, of course, uh, if you're a Star Trek oh, Next so Generation fan. not a tabletop game. This is an electronic game. It is. Oh. No, no, no. <clears throat> no, no. It is, it is a, 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 a cardboard game with physical whatever but it also has an app along with it oh. and uh the app when you play it it'll explain how to play the game and it'll also explain like w- the various um moment to moments that you need to experience during the game i'm it's feeling very... so old school right now <laughs> yeah you don't need the app but will wheaton's narration is so funny that mm-hmm. i would highly recommend like if you've if you've not listened to any of his audiobooks that he's done like he he uh, narrated ready player one and red cannot, shirts and yeah. Yes, he is fantastic. And so this is right up your alley. Like if you enjoy that kind of stuff, if you enjoy the Will Wheaton verse that he's kind of created online, mm-hmm. this is this falls right into that. And so you're trying to figure out who is a fascist, who is uh, a liberal, and you're trying to stop the fascists. And as they gain more power, the fascists are able to, you know, suddenly they're able to have these super, these other powers that come to be and you're trying to stop them from oh, wow. taking over and if you kill hitler the the liberals win and if hitler becomes chancellor then the fascists win and oh, it wow. is just it's wonderful it is it is it, it is great i want to kill hitler so now. much fun <laughs> yeah it is it is great it is a great game and i cannot recommend it higher especially if you're going in you're gonna have a party with you know a group of you know, up to 10 people can play this game at once. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. We played it just last night and had a blast. Um, so I wanted to at least mention it uh, here. I'm glad and you then did. I, I think I've said yes, wow good. too many times, but yes. <laughs> yeah. No, Secret Hitler, it is really, it's really great. It is worth your 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 time and your money. Is this something um, you go to Target for, or is it a specialty? I don't store? think it's on Target. I, well, I I purchased it on Amazon. Okay, uh, that's where I got it. So um, I would recommend that you buy it there. Uh, order it from Amazon. It arrived, and I've been. I mean, we've played it several times uh, since. Chad Guyton, who is a, a a host on Screeners, introduced me to the game last year at New Year's. We get together every New Year's, hmm. and I loved it so much that I bought it almost immediately afterwards and have basically become an evangelist of this game. Every time I go over and we're going to play games, I was like, let's play some Secret Hitler. You um, will be Hitler. Nine. You will be Hitler. Exactly. There's, yeah, exactly. You can actually, yeah, there's nine cards and yeah cards. And so you Seriously? get to vote on. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It is so, there's so much humor. It's hilarious. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. Brilliant. So anyway, highly recommend that. And then my last recommendation, I couldn't remember if I had talked about this before, um, I know I have mentioned it to you and Tyler, 
but I can't remember if I said it on the podcast. So if I had, sorry, it's, I'm just going to re regurgitate this. But I finished a book by Blake Crouch mm. called Recursion. Have I already mentioned this on the podcast? I can't remember if I've talked about it here. I remember if, you oh, talking I, about it in our Slack channel, but I don't remember for the pod. Okay. It, it came out in June, so it's it's fairly recent. But I read Recursion, loved it so much that I recommended it to my wife. And she, she started uh, listening to it and finished it in about three days, mm. which is very unusual for her. She listens to a lot of nonfiction, like a lot. Mm-hmm. She's just not a fiction you know, person. Um, or she doesn't, she doesn't get enough time, you know what I mean, yeah. in, in her kind of busy schedule to listen to a fiction. But she got so excited <laughs> about this. And I think, it's, I think it's perfectly paced. It's an amazing book. So if you're looking for a new sci-fi um, kind of noir, um, uh, really high concept philosophy book, uh, Recursion is the book you need to pick up. I cannot recommend this thing higher. I really want you and Tyler to read it so we can review it here on the podcast because I think it would really, we would have a great conversation. I think we need to do a full episode about Recursion because um, it's really cool. It Which really would fit my dream of having an entire episode about a book. <laughs> and that's what I think we should do. And I think this should be it. I mean, I've already read it. So that's just, you know, my, you know, because I've finished it already. Geek but I'd actually read it again. I'd read it again. I'm, I went back to read Blake Crouch's first Dark novel, Matter. Dark Matter. Yeah. yeah. I'm in the middle of that right now. It's very different. But Recursion, I feel like, is firing all, on all cylinders. It is. It's great. So that is my... That's my other recommendation. So Super Nintendo, Secret Hitler, and Recursion. Those three things, those will bring you joy in your life right now. And I, I think you should go out and check them out. You right heard now. it here, folks. Chris knows it will bring you joy. So go and do. Make it go so. Go do it. That's right. Make it so. That's right. Well, that's all I've got. And if that's all you got, Kate, mm-hmm. you want to uh, shut this thing down? Alrighty. Well, um, you can find us on social media at Geek Card Check. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, doors and corners.